I'm Jacob Siciliano, joined here with Nolan Hamilton. And today, we are previewing today's playoff matchup versus the New Orleans Saints. But before we dig into the game, let's kind of address the elephant in the room here. Deshaun Watson has said that he wants out of Houston. Hayes has an opportunity to correct the mistake that he made three short years ago. So, Nolan... What's your view on this? Do you think the Bears have an actual chance at Sean Watson here? If so, what would they have to give up? Or do you think the Bears are going to do this? I mean, Deshaun Watson sent out a tweet the other day saying, I like Chicago weather. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so, first of all, the reason he said that tweet was because he was following, like, three or four Chicago weathermen from, like, very random weather weathermen. And I saw it on Twitter because I – randomly followed one of them because I follow everyone on Twitter. Um, and I saw Deshaun Watson follow them. Like, you're joking. And then Deshaun Watson followed them. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's confusing. But back to the actual topic. Uh, I think the Bears have a, a shot at him. It's just he, he's he, having a quarterback like a Sean Watson is such a rare commodity. I mean, he led the league in passing this year. He's been absolutely phenomenal. I think the Bears would have to give up a truckload. I think they'd have to give up two or three firsts and some seconds, which would be brutal. You know, you use those first, you trying to get a franchise quarterback at least once, and you know he is your franchise if you get him. So I think there's a shot, but I don't know how realistic. So for me personally, I feel like this is a chance you can't mess up. You, you oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. You can't miss it because picks are important in everything, but you're. You have like a what, a 50% hit rate in the first round anyway? You look at, let's say, what I heard on the radio when I was listening the other day. Maybe a little bit, yeah. It's something around like four first rounders, which at first I heard that. I'm like, no, that's absolutely crazy. Four first rounders, that's nuts, right, for Deshaun Watson. Then I started thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about our last four first round picks. Right, I think we took Kevin White, that didn't work out. Mitchell Trubisky, that didn't work out. Right, we took. It was not uh, I mean, in the third round. It wouldn't work out, but it, yeah, yeah, exactly. First round, right? Yeah, we're first round. About, Roquan Smith has worked out, right? And I think I'm missing someone else in there, right? Mm-hmm. But overall, well, we traded a few of them for Mac. So yeah, overall, out of those picks really hasn't worked out too great. And you look at what happened when we got Mac for two first-rounders. They got Josh Jacobs, who I don't think David Montgomery is too much worse than, right? And we yeah. got him with a second-round pick. And mm-hmm. some offensive line pieces, right? Nothing really special. So yeah. while having picks can be a great thing, and you can hit on four defensive linemen like Washington did, but when you have an opportunity – to have a guy be the face of your franchise for 10-plus years, right? And he's going to be a star. You, you signed Sean Watson. You were automatically in Super Bowl contention. Automatically. Every, yeah, pretty much. Unless right? your team's absolutely off of like what the Texans are right now. So while I wouldn't want to give up four first-round picks, if push came to shove and they said – I have an offer from Detroit right now, right? They'll give me three 
and Kenny Galladay, right? If you give me four, you can have Deshaun Watson right now. I'm saying, yeah, 100%. I'll do it. And it's tough. You're right. That's the future. But a lot of pieces are already there for the Bears. And if you draft the quarterback, if you draft a Mitchell Trubisky, right, or you draft the wrong guy, your franchise is set back four or five years anyway, right? Yeah, true. So you could have all those pieces there. Like the Bears do on defense right now. They have a championship-winning defense, but they're set four years back. Maybe not a championship-winning coordinator, though. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. I, it is what it is. But I feel like we'll probably dig into this more as the season progresses, as the yeah, we get a lot of time progresses, which may come as soon as today. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But as of right now, I feel it's only fair to celebrate with uh, Bears playoff pregame preview. You ready, Nolan? Yep. And I not think I'd be doing this this year, but let's let's go get down to it. <laughs> oh, come on. You have to have a little bit of optimism here, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, digging into it, let's start with some inactives, right? We'll start with the Saints. Michael Thomas, questionable, but he's uh, most likely – yeah, he's most likely going to play in this game. He's going to play. Playoff game. He hasn't seen the same receiver this year overall. He's ever since he came back, he just wasn't his main self. But it's Michael Thomas in the playoffs. He's going to be playing his heart out. Trey Hendrickson was the big one that's been making national news. He was tied for second in sacks in the NFL. He's out with a neck injury for this game. That could be huge for a team that ranks seventh in sacks in the NFL right now. And they're front. He's a big part of it. Yeah, they're front for the entire scheme of that defense really relies heavily on Hendrickson. So him being out could be a possible factor. But like you said, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, we talked about Bakhtiari being out with the Packers last week. That really didn't affect them too much. So it's going to be interesting to no. see how the Saints step up, how they fill that gap. Bears are going to need to run the football, right? And that's mm-hmm. where their offense always is going to come from. Maybe Hendrickson being out provides that gap that David Montgomery needs. We'll see as that goes on, possibly. Nick Eason, offensive guard for the Saints, is out as well. He's going to be replaced. He's been out on IR for a couple of weeks now, so don't really expect him to return or play in this game. For the Bears, Mooney and Roquan Smith are out, and those are two – brutal. Brutal injuries for the Bears. Roquan Smith, second in the league for tackles for loss, as well as solo tackles, which still infuriates me that he was not named a pro. I was about to say. Or the all-pro team either. He probably should have made the all-pro team as well. But, you know, the NFL really didn't like him. And they and for the all-pro voting, he finished seventh out of linebackers. Like, I just don't – I don't understand why he's not – you look at as a top-tier linebacker. I mean, I think some people do in his eyes, but I feel like the whole league should know how good of a linebacker he is. And unfortunately, it's not that way right now. And his replacement, Josh Woods, is questionable as well, right? So you're going down the rabbit hole with Roquan Smith being not so, playing this game. Here's a bit I have. So do you? So the Bears called someone up to the practice squad. You may remember watching as a kid if you watched Notre Dame football. Um, Manti Teo, one of the, he was a Heisman finalist in 2013, if it serves me correctly. Um, 
is going to be get called up for the practice squad for today. So he's going to be – he probably will get some snaps for the Bears, which will be very interesting. What happened to him? Uh, well, Heisman he finally. was – He's a he's just a phenom- he's a really good linebacker. There were some scan there were some scandals out there with, with his girlfriend, but we're not or invisible girlfriend. But it's but he's known people always talk about him and joke about him for that. But and people don't forget in college he was a really good player. Yeah, I mean hopefully that's a that's a gap they can fill. Buster's screen is out as well for the Bears. And talking with Mooney, Mooney has been kind of that gadget piece, and he was a leading receiver for the Bears against the Packers. A-Rob was covered up by Jair Alexander. It's probably going to be very similar today with Marshawn Lattimore, probably shadowing Robinson. Mooney is that X-factor piece that can really just shift the defense. And he is fast, and he can get downfield, and you can throw a two-yard screen, and he can take it for 10. He's a guy that's going to lower his shoulder. It's going to be tough without him out. The Bears' pieces are going to have to step up here. Anthony Miller needs to have a career game today, right? That's what it's going to come down to. He's come up clutch. Javon Wims as well. Yeah, if he can stay off the fighting field, right? I know, you know and it's against it's, the Saints too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I made the point. But with Mooney being out, that's huge. Bears are going to need to step up, right? Trubisky loves Robinson, but we saw that last week when Robinson was covered. Mooney was the guy he went to. Trubisky's a creature of habit. We've known that for a couple of years now, so he's going to need to adjust. I think that the Bears needs to add another dimension to this game, and it might be with the QB run. I don't know. Mm. We'll, we'll dig into that in a little bit. But let's move on here. Outside of just the injuries overall, let's talk about this defense that the Bears have going up against the Saints defense. Let's, take, let's compare them here, right? So yeah. Saints, let's talk about sacks first. This is an area Chicago has actually struggled in a little bit. And we've noticed it the last couple of weeks, right? One sack against the Packers, and that's not going to do it, right? No. Saints have had not. 45 sacks on the season. That's seventh in the league. Well, Chicago, 35 sacks, and that's 17th. So, obviously, yeah, Hendrickson, okay, much. Hendrickson is out for the Saints, which hopefully lessens that number a little bit. But Chicago needs to get pressure. With Drew Brees – yeah. Him, the thing is, he's going to throw a little two-yard screen to Kamara every time you get pressure. So not only do you need to get pressure on Breeze so he forces a throw, but you also need to worry about Kamara. You also have to cover downfield because it's very easy for Kamara to break one tackle and then take it 35 yards to the house, right? Which is so, where you really miss Roquan Smith. That's yeah. where you really miss him, where you could just you can have him go out on an assignment for – if they blitz him, you go on an assignment for Alvin Kamara and just stop that right there. Because Roquan doesn't miss many tackles. Like, that would be the type of thing that would be so helpful in the Saints game. And I feel like if Roquan was playing, I'd like, kind of like the Bears. But it, that's my issue. That Roquan won't be able to get that. If you really touch, trust a guy like Manti Teo or Danny Trevathan getting him, no. Yeah. They're, they're not fast. Yeah. Kamara's a different beast. I mean, if this game was played on Saturday, it would be a totally different game script, right? Totally different yeah. story. It's going to be AI. Like you said, him being out impacts this Bears team in so many ways that are fairly invisible as well. Total offense-wise, not ignoring the sacks, Saints are seventh, Bears are 15th. We always imagine this Bears defense being this legit unit. But like you said, mm-hmm. Chuck Pagano has not been the answer at defensive coordinator. No, he's not. It's It's been tough. I mean – 
the way he called that Packers game too, we did this in our recap, was he tried to get pressure, but he did it artificially, right? The Bears weren't forcing pressure. If you watch the Rams and if you watched Washington in those games on Saturday, they weren't even calling up blitzes. But that front four, they were able to get pressure. They would sit back in a cover two, and the Rams would be Especially able to Washington. flush out Russell Wilson. The Saints have one of the better offensive lines in football. Obviously, Easton being out affects that as well a little bit. But I don't know. Pressure is a thing that the Bears need to find, right? It's not something that they're just going to come up with out of the blue. Khalil Mack, one QB hit on Rodgers' loss. That, Khalil Mack needs to play the best game of his career. I'm saying that right yeah. now. If the Bears are going to win this, there are going to need to be some career games going on today. Khalil Mack, usually in years past, we've seen him be able to take on a double team and go right through and get the sack. This year, he has just hasn't been the same. I know PFF has him graded as one of the best defensive ends in the league. That's fine, but this is a team sport, right? It's it's just it's a very interesting. It, it just all the Bears defense is so interesting. How the Bears defense is still feared and talked about how good they are. The stats, I mean, the stats don't back it up. But at the same time, you got to take for account those seven games in the middle. That always oh, a six-game losing streak we had, where we just the offense just always was off the field and the defense is always on the field. And you've noticed defense kind of plays better when the offense plays better, and that's why you know that's why you need to play what they call. I've heard this term a lot lately: complementary football. If you play complementary football from your offense to your defense, I think good things are going to happen. But all, well, all three units need to play well, and I think it's going to be. Um, I think if we, if we can have all three units playing complementary football, this will be close. Yeah, and one of those things that you can do to get off the field and get the offense back on the field is interceptions, right? That's yeah. one of the big things that need to happen. There are three passes from Aaron Rodgers that should have been picked off last game. They should have been picked off. And we talked about this a lot. When you have a chance to pick off Aaron Rodgers, that's something that – that's your golden ticket, man. You don't lose that golden ticket. You don't lose that. And it's the same thing with Drew Brees. He has one of the highest completion percentages ever, right? So if you get a chance to pick him off, you have to pick him off. You have to capitalize. This game is going to come down to a couple moments. I don't feel like this game is going to be a giant blowout, personally. That's what I don't feel. I feel the Saints will most likely win this game, but I feel like it's going to be close. And it's going to come down to, can the Bears capitalize on an interception? Can the Bears capitalize on a fumble? Can they get pressure to the quarterback? What needs to happen is the Bears need to get turnovers in this game. They, they've struggled with that this year. Their turnover differential is negative four, right? That's something that they haven't been too good at. And when they've gotten them, they've really been against bad teams. They haven't been against great teams. In order to win a game, the way that the defensive league is built nowadays is you win football games with your offense, and your defense helps your offense by getting turnovers. That's how you win. You can't win a game with defense anymore in the NFL. You might have been able to do that in 1985. You might have been able to do that in 2003, right? But you cannot do that. Nowadays, not with all the rules and regulations, and you touch a wide receiver in the wrong spot, and it's a 15-yard, 20-yard, 100-yard penalty, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just not the type of football it is anymore. So the way you win games with your defense is you get interceptions. You have to capitalize. The Saints have been able to capitalize. They have 18 interceptions on the year. 
Chicago has not been able to do that so far. And if they're going to win this game, that's what they need to do. That all starts with getting to the – that all starts with getting to the passer as well. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, it's – but I feel a little bit better about this, about talking about getting to the passer in this game than the Green Bay game. Because if Aaron Rodgers – if you blitz Aaron Rodgers, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to dissect the defense. You saw it with – it was Scatling twice. Should have been two touchdowns, but he dropped the second one. Uh, Drew Brees is a little bit different. Drew Brees is a little bit slower in the pocket. Drew Brees doesn't have the arm that Rodgers has. So I feel like you could really disrupt that Saints team if you could if you can mark up Kamara somehow. I don't I, – you know, that's – if Chuck Pagano could do that, I'll be – you know, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I don't think you will. I think Kamara's going to have a big game. But – if the Bears are able to provide pressure and then guard up the, his flat routes, I think this is going to be a very problematic game for Drew Brees. And potentially, you know, this is Drew Brees. This is, is a storyline we haven't talked about yet. I think it is. I think that it is. And the Bears have a chance to end one of the top ten greatest quarterbacks of all time's career today. So I think they should, they should take that to account. I think they should have that fire under their bellies. Yeah, I was going to say this for later in the podcast too, but the Saints in the playoffs, they've these past few years have been, you could call it a little bit unlucky, Icky. I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a name that you don't want to mention down in New Orleans for obvious reasons. Last year, Kyle Rudolph is a name you probably don't want to mention either, or pretty much any Viking at all, ever, <laughs> down in New yeah. Orleans. Or it, that pet was the pass interference. The pass interference. Yeah, the pass interference in 2018. That too. Yeah. You know, they they've had some. All it takes, like we saw in that Redskins game, there was, and it happened early on in the game as well. There was a an obvious pass interference from Carlton, Carlton Davis, which still infuriates me. He got there like three seconds early, right? Oh yeah, that was and a bad then, call. Bad no call. And no call at all, right? And we see pass interference when guys are, like, touching guys in the leg and they're, like, flag. It's like, what? But that was obvious, clear and mm-hmm. obvious. That stalled the drive. They had to punt. Tom Brady goes down, throws a 45-yard pass to Chris Godwin, touchdown, and they were never really able to catch up from there, right? It was always a couple possessions behind. Mm-hmm. So one flag, one play can really impact the game. That's what we get back to. If you can keep the ball out of the hands of Drew Brees, that's something that you're going to want to do, right? Obviously, Drew Brees can march down mm-hmm. the field, but he's not going to have that one-play drive like Rodgers is going to where it's a quick-strike offense. Mm-hmm. If you can control the ball – Unless it's like a screen. That's the only way. Yeah, unless it's a screen that Kamara takes to the house, right? And I feel like the Bears have the pieces in the secondary that can stop that, at least in the secondary, right? So. With Drew Brees, if you control the time of clock, most likely he's not going to go down the field and score within a minute. It's going to take him some time to get down there. So if you can control the tempo, keep it a low-scoring game, which is what you want when you have Mitchell Trubisky, right? What we noticed last week was Trubisky is not good when playing from behind. There's some quarterbacks that are really good at it. Trubisky's not one of them. He's a game manager who plays really well off play action. His passer rating is 100 and when he is on play action out to his left scrambling moving and he's only reading half the field he's much better the Bears led ever since Mitchell Trubisky took over the Bears led the league 
in play action passes with 35. And the Bears started winning because of it. But guess what that starts with? The run again. Yeah, establishing the run. So this is something that the Bears have kind of seemed to get away from a little bit. And they ran the ball hard against the Packers. David Montgomery is not a guy who's just going to give up at first contact. He had 69 yards, but I'm pretty sure 68 of those 69 yards were yards after contact, right? If he can find a gap, if he can find a hole. He fought every yard. Yeah, if he can find a gap, if he can find a hole. He had a huge run against the Saints. He had a huge run, and he rushed for over 80 yards against them last time. He's going to need to double that. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but seriously, if the Bears are going to want to win this game, it's going to be on the legs and on the back of David Montgomery. In my eyes, if something happens like last week and David Montgomery goes out and he's not able to return, the Bears are done. That's the sad truth for me. If David Montgomery cannot play this game for whatever reason, he's going to play. He's not listed as questionable or anything. He's going to play. But but if he gets injured mid-game – I'd be really scared. This game needs to be won on the legs of David Montgomery. I, that's and that's how the Bears have won these last games, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think David Montgomery is your heart and soul of your Bears team right now. Um, I, I mean, he has been phenomenal at breaking tackles. I just think you need to have him to have another career game like he had against um, – where, where was this game where he was ridiculous? It was week 16? Week 15? Yeah, it was. Yeah, one of those two weeks that he was just yeah. phenomenal. We need that again, and then we need Mitch to, and we need Mitch not to make his Mitch mistake. The one, the one red zone pick that you can't afford that against the Saints. You need him to be mistakeless, and you need Montgomery to go off, how do which you is get, a very tall order. How do you get Mitch to be mistake free? You don't give him the option to you if you're gonna if it's third and three. If it's third and three in the red zone or if it's third and goal, you you got to figure out a way where you can give Mitch his one read and run. you gotta, you got to open that cute quarterback run for him to – if he doesn't like what he sees, he can go after a run or throw it away. Like, you got to give him these options. You can't – you know, three points is better than no points. You just can't have that Mitch mistake. Yeah, that's one of the things we did see – I understand where you're coming from with the no mistake, but it's one of the things that killed the Bears against the Packers was not being able to convert in the red zone for touchdowns. The Bears, I'll stand by you. The box score does not say it was a good game. It was a good game. If Bears are able to convert on those red zone opportunities, then yeah. But you know what we didn't see? We didn't see things that the Bears should be doing in the red zone. Jump balls to Jimmy Graham, slant routes to Allen Robinson, rushing the ball at David Montgomery. That was our one touchdown, right? So I don't think it was an issue of getting downfield for the Bears. And the Packers' defense isn't actually something to stop at, right? Against the run, they haven't been as great. But, you know, passing-wise, they've been a fairly good defense. I wouldn't argue as good as the Saints, but, you know, it's still middle of the pack. So they were able to get down the field. They just weren't able to convert. When you're able to convert – that gives you a momentum boost. That gives you feeling good vibes. Your defense gets into it more. Like you said, playing complimentary football. If you're kicking field goals when you're on the two-yard line every time, that's not going to do you any good. So I, I think you're right, 100%. You need to open, start opening up those rush lines for Trubisky, right? 
I mean, we've seen that. And how, how many of these upsets that we've seen have had quarterbacks that are, are mobile and rushing, right? When we saw, when we saw the Rams what? beat the Seahawks, right? Their starting quarterback was John Wolford. And John Wolford was able to escape and move around and do whatnot. And, and it's not one of these passer quarterbacks. Obviously, they moved to Jared Goff. Destroyed by Jamal. Yeah. And Jared Goff was just Jared Goff-like, right? But Trubisky mm-hmm. needs to get out of the pocket. He needs to run. And I think you're right. But the red zone conversion for me is what really needs to, to happen for the Bears if they want to be in this game. I, you know, I agree. I agree 100. percent It's it's a spare team to play together unit, like I talked about earlier. And I feel like I never talk about that this unit because I feel like we kind of get, take them for granted, which is something as I not do. Uh, I'm talking about the special teams. I really do feel like this special teams unit's been pretty good this year. Like all all things considered, I feel like. Um, well, first of all, I gotta give a hint. Cairo Santos was he had pretty good regular season. A very good regular season. He was very consistent. As much as I like how Cairo Santos is, you know, I it sucks seeing him kick in the red zone like you're talking about. Um, but I'm making a bold prediction right now. I think this game we will see a Cordell Patterson punt slash kick return. I think it's going to happen. I and I feel like if that happens, that could turn the tide of the game. I'm he calling had, it right now. I'm calling my shot. He had one against the Saints last year. I was at that game. I remember it very vividly. It was um, yeah, that game was not pretty, but uh, I, that was a very cool moment seeing him take that kickback. And I want to see it happen again. Yeah, that's one one thing I'm going to wonder here is I don't think the Bears are going to take the first opening kickoff, right? But mm-hmm. if they do, if they start out the game like they did in 2006 with Devin Hester, that's a huge boost. That's a huge boost. Yeah. You know what I'm mentioning too, right? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're mentioning too. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think the Bears, if they get the choice, will probably defer here. But the Saints as well would probably defer mm-hmm. in their opinion. So, I don't know. Establish the run, which is, is pretty obvious, but it's what the Bears have needed to do for the longest time. When you only have 69 rushing yards against the Packers, you see the outcome, right? Establish the run. Get Trubisky moving, too. The defense needs to get pressure, come up on big moments, right, and convert in the red zone. If that's using Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, rushing it with Trubisky, do it however it takes, but you need to convert in the red zone. All right. We're at R-I-V-A-L podcast on Twitter. You can give us a like. We'll tweet out game news, game breaks, our opinion. We'll see how things go. I'm Jacob Siciliano for Rivals Podcast. I'm Nolan, I'm Nolan Hamilton. Looking forward to jumping in Lake Michigan after the Bears win. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening. I'm holding you to that, Nolan. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> yeah.